Identity theft is increasing in popularity and profitability. As more systems, applications, and ultimately our lives are switching to becoming digital, attackers are truly starting to notice. As of 2020, you have a 1 in 20 chance of falling victim to some kind of identity theft. And with that kind of probability, it is something that you should truly consider. The great part is, there are things you can do to lower your chance of this happening to you. Today, I'm going to go over five easy tips that you can follow that will lower your odds of becoming a victim of this time and money wasting event. While nothing can completely protect you from falling victim, these tips are sure to get you on a much safer path as you are beginning to build wealth. Here we go. Welcome to the Financial Mirror, Financial Mirror, where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves hey what's going on we're back for another week of financial mirror and i hope that you are having as great a week as i am Uh, i want to start off uh, by saying thank you to everyone that continues to show support for the stream uh ultimately i had i really enjoy doing this first off but second off hopefully uh, bringing you a lot of uh, a lot of information that that you may not uh, normally think about that brings some relevance to it, and I think this week's episode sort of ties into that uh, because today, if you can see by the the title of this stream, five ways to protect your identity and finances. So those things sort of go hand in hand; they sort of are in line with each other. Uh, the biggest thing to take away, though, is the simple fact that you are in control of this, and it doesn't really. Um, it doesn't really have to take much, much, uh, effort or, or much thought, but, uh, it is something you have to be, uh, conscious of and cognizant of what's going on around you. Okay. So I want to start off by letting it be known. This is a topic no one normally thinks about uh, until something has happened or, or someone knows someone that, uh, was affected by identity theft or something of that of that sense. Uh, so with all the security crime that we currently are seeing, uh, you know, you, you've, we've recently had the, the oil pipeline that, that's, uh, been breached. We've, we've had the, um, the, the meat distribution that has been hit. We've, we've seen McDonald's, uh, recently get hit. Um, and Verizon has recently been hit. Like there's a bunch of data breaches that are currently out there and they continue to, uh, to impact a lot of us. Right. Uh, so with all this that we're seeing going on right now, this is a relevant topic. This is a topic that you have to be aware of. Uh, and ultimately, I want to ensure that my viewers and my listeners uh, know what it takes and has the knowledge that it takes to protect themselves from this happening to them. So uh, let me just preface this whole entire episode. I want, I want to start off with uh, really just walking you through like a, a little scenario, right? Um, to sort of give you some relevance and to make this, this whole thing real. Because uh, cause like I said, most of the time you don't really think about it until after it's happened. Okay, so let's just, let's take, for example, I'm going to use James. James is going to be my example for today. So James uh, is doing good, right? James has paid off all of his debt uh, and he's starting this whole like wealth building journey. Okay, so with James going through this, all of a sudden James goes out and James is like, okay, it's time for me to buy my first home. Well, guess what? 
James shows up. He shows up to the bank, and all of a sudden, they run his his credit uh, credit report, and all of a sudden, he has a credit score of five forty. Right, and you're like, he's like, holy cow, a five forty credit score is not going to get me approved for a house for a loan on a home, right? So he started doing some digging. He's like, how is that? Like, I've play, I've paid off all this debt. I've um, been, you know, I started getting my my finances on track. How? how did this happen to me? Right. So James, uh, he did some digging and then he realizes that he has three credit lines that have now been opened under his name and maxed out by someone else. Okay. So James is in all James doesn't know what's going on. Um, well, let's just say in, in this example with James that James, uh, has banks and credit cards, small, let's say, let's use James seven small banks and, and some, and some basic credit cards and they do nothing about it. Right. Well, what does James do? Well, James, there's some things James is going to do and, and we're going to go over all that, but, uh, let's just say that they do nothing. Right. Well, he's going to be left holding the bag on that and he's going to pay off all those accounts and he's going to, uh, have those accounts affect his future. Right. So that's a pretty drastic, example, but James, you know, that's a total buzzkill for him because he was debt free. He was getting his finances on track. And all of a sudden this, this one identity theft situation has happened to him and it's going to affect him for, for years to come. Right. Uh, so this is real. And when I say it's real, I mean, like it's happening right this second. And I mean, it's happening to many people. So I pulled up some stats, uh, in 2020, about 13 million consumers were affected by some form of identity theft. Uh, so that gives you about a one in 20 percent chance or a one in 20 chance of that happening to you, identity theft happening to you. So when you're thinking about this, you're, you're probably thinking, how can this happen? What can I do to prevent it from happening? And, and most, and mostly like if it happens to me, what, what do I need to do? And that's what I'm going to go over. That's what I want you to walk away with from this episode. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So that first question was, how does identity theft happen? Well, it's a great question, uh, especially since most people don't really think about it until um, after it's happened and and all the places that they're vulnerable in life have already been taken advantage of. So the easiest way for identity theft to happen is by simply having is like a physical 
a physical uh, theft, right? This could be someone simply having their wallet or their purse or social security card or bank information physically stolen off of their person, right? Uh, that could be from their home or their automobile or like I said, off of themselves. Uh, another example of this like physical theft is going through your mail where you could, you could be compromised with bank statements or checks in the mail or uh, phone or utility bills, etc., um, and and that's another piece of how you can physically uh, be affected by identity theft. Uh, the part about about this is that the person or the people that acquire this information may not actually be the ones um, that are that are going to take advantage of you or, or are going to are going to actually inflict the damage caused by the identity theft. There's this thing called the dark web that's out there, and that is where your information can be sold. And if it, it it's very important to know this because if you think of it sort of like this puzzle, right? Uh, you some people may just need one more piece, uh, and and then all of a sudden they can steal your identity. So so for example, when you're setting up accounts or anything like that, and you get asked these like security questions, um, uh, you you may set those security questions up and, and those be uh, based off of your life. And maybe they just need the answer to those security questions. That's something that someone could get off the dark web. Your zip code, get off the dark web. The three-digit code off your credit card, get off the dark web. You can go purchase the stuff on the dark web. So I looked up some of the going uh, going rates for, for purchasing things off the dark web. And a couple that I wrote down was uh, credit card info, cost someone about $20 to $50 uh, to get that. Bank logins are about $35. A Facebook account uh, is worth about $74.50. A Gmail account is worth about $155.73. So you can see there's a lot of money in this whole scheme of identity theft. Uh, and people want that. People want that information, right? Uh, and if you if you look at it uh, with these dollar amounts that I've just given you, and you look at the the whole identity theft market is totally changing. The whole, the whole structure of identity theft is changing with the introduction of cryptocurrency because people are now taking this money, moving it into a cryptocurrency, and then transferring out and now it's untraceable. So it's, it's becoming a, a huge market, right? So with that, so we talked about the physical way that people can, you know, steal your identity, but there's another way through phishing attempts, right? So long story short, just to give you an example, if you don't know what a phishing attempt is, uh, it's pretty much this idea that you will do something for the attacker um, and then they'll steal your identity or money or whatever else they want through whatever it is that you had to do. So Let's use, for example, like a robocall. That that could be like a, a phishing attempt, and they may ask for your social or credit card or bank info or something else. You, you give it to them, they use it, right? Uh, text, like robo texts, are also another thing that's becoming more common. And these are a little more dangerous than the calls, right? Because they can send you this like little hyperlink in your text message. You click it, and then it could lead you to a malicious site uh, or anything else where you could fill out information, and they could take that. Email attempts is another one, a uh, huge phishing attempt, because uh, it's sort of the same as the text that they could send you this hyperlink and you could click it. And then all of a sudden it could take you, you could fill out something. It could also download uh, malicious, malicious software onto your computer or your mobile device. Uh, and then it can begin to collect data along the way. So those are a couple of ways uh, that, that it can be taken through this like phishing attempt. And then finally, the last one is data breaches. 
And as I started this, I, I, I prefaced this whole entire thing with data breaches are becoming extremely common. Uh, Equifax had that data breach a couple years back that caused a, a lot of a lot of heartache, um, and and it's it is becoming more and more common. Uh, this year, we've already had data breaches from McDonald's, Verizon, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, U.S. Cellular, Kroger, T-Mobile, Hobby Lobby, Gecko, so many more, right? And all of those companies I just named, you have probably heard of most, if not all of them, and they have been in some shape, form, or fashion a data breach this year. So if you've shopped at those places or if you use any of those companies uh those are those are the kind of things you have to keep in mind because you don't know you don't know that that you're affected uh until it's too late normally so you can see a lot of major companies are affected and and th that's only this year like I, the ones i just named have only been affected this year so the things that you'll commonly see during data breaches be taken um are login credentials uh, such as your username and password uh bank information, credit cards, email addresses is probably the number one thing that's 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 hit uh, because once they get a bunch of emails, it goes back into that phishing attempt where now I can just email, you know, a, a million email addresses and then all I need is one or two people to hit it and and boom, I've 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 taken advantage of it and I've I've got some kind of reward for that, right? Uh, passwords is another one. Uh, and PI is that last one. If they can get to your email and you've got, you know, something you sent to your bank or whatever in your sent items, they've got access to that. So it's, 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 uh, it's definitely a, a major problem and it can truly lead to like this major destruction on your life and finances. So it's, it's something that you have to be very conscious of, uh, cause it can happen to anybody. Uh, one in 20, you have a one in 20 chance of it happening to you. So, how can you prevent this from happening? Okay, so I'm going to start off by telling you this. I'm going to give you five ways that you can truly uh, change how you look at certain aspects in your life and and keep and, and keep your chances much lower. All right. So I've probably scared you at this point. I've I've shown you all these different. Uh, I, I talked about James, and James is is now you know going from from headed in the right direction financially to now can't buy a house. Like I gave you James's example. Uh, but, and, and this is probably very fearful, right? To, to have to think about this, but, but you can take the fear that that's been created and, and move it toward action. And you can take th these five steps and, and easily lower your chances. So there's no 100% guaranteed way that this will never happen to you. Um, unless you just never access the internet, you don't open a credit card, you don't have a bank account because banks could be, you know, breached as well. But if you literally were di completely disconnected from all of society, this may not ever happen, but otherwise there's, there's no hundred percent guaranteed chance uh, or guaranteed way that this will not happen to you. All we can do here is lower your risk. So number one, uh, like I said, I'm going to give you five ways. Starting off with number one is is a management of your passwords. So it comes in three forms. There's three things you need to do to better manage your passwords. Number one, do not use the same password for everything. I understand that passwords can be hard to remember. Uh, this can be an easy way to access all of your accounts. Uh, but it also makes you extremely vulnerable if one of your accounts is hacked. Now, all of your accounts can be hacked by the same password. If one data breach happens at Verizon and then uh, that same password is used on every other thing, well, it only took a data breach at one spot for all of your accounts to be vulnerable. So 
That's number one. Don't use the same password for everything. Number two is use complex passwords. This is becoming more of a requirement and not so much of an of a choice. Um, companies are requiring you to make more complex passwords, uh, and and that's the in- inclusion of special characters, upper and lower case, not including common words in your in your passwords. Those are some of the things that companies are requiring and it's it's beneficial to you. So while you may be like, man, I just, I'll never remember this, tap, 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 or oh my goodness, I can't believe they were making me require this, tap, 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 and then you just instantly forget it. Um, yeah, you've, you've, you've got to come up with some complex way that you can remember your passwords, uh, but, but it's not easily guessable either, okay? Uh, and the third thing is change your passwords frequently. I want you to, at the end of this episode, I want you to think about all of your accounts and I want you to think about passwords that you have not changed in over a year. And I think it's time to change that. Uh, it's a good practice should be maintained. I, I'm starting to see some, uh, companies that are after a password is so old, they're advising you to change your password. I have not seen many, many places where they are requiring you to change those. So when those advisories come out, uh, definitely worth worth taking them up on that offer. Go ahead and change that password. Because uh, if it's been over a year and you're still using the same password, uh, if a breach happens, right, and they get a password and it's your previous password, well, it doesn't really do them much good, right? So so that's, that's number one is a, a, a good management of your passwords. Number two is limit what you share on social media. Okay, so think about it. When you set up a new account, you establish all these secret questions or whatever. Uh, and when you have to answer these secret questions, most of that information can be found on your social media profile. That makes it easy for attackers to change the password to an account because they can just answer your questions for you uh, and you'll never see that coming. So you should first operate your profile in a private status, first off, and that alone, though, does not give you this like free pass to just post everything you want on social media. Uh, limit what what you post on social media about your personal life, uh, because once something's online, it's always online. Now, another good strategy for security questions while I'm on it is come up with this, um, this, this, uh, like fake life for yourself. Okay. And just follow me when I say this, a a good practice for secret questions is to not answer them truthfully. Right. So come up with this idea where like your mother's maiden name is like your favorite restaurant or something. And your, your, your pet's name is something that you've never owned a pet by that name. Maybe it's your favorite sports team. Like, like come up with something that is not easily identifiable to you. Uh, because that, that's a, as it's becoming the part of the two factor authentication is, is switching to, um, maybe a question that you, that you or that you had the answer to plus maybe a text message or something like that. Uh, or maybe it, it takes the security question to, uh, reset a password or something like that. Uh, it's worth knowing that a lot of people know your mother's maiden name. A lot of people know what your pet's names are a lot. And that makes you vulnerable, right? So come up with this like extra precaution and come up with this fake life that, that you want to answer your security question with. And it's just good practice, right? 
So number three is check your statements frequently. So this comes in two forms. So first off, checking of your bank statements. Uh, if you're budgeting, this should be pretty straightforward as you're already looking at transactions regularly. Um, as you're going through your budget and you're marking those transactions for where those align inside of your budget. Uh, and if you see something unusual, and that, that that's an easy way to catch it is when you're budgeting, you'll see something unusual, contact your bank, uh, contact the, the, uh, normally the bank or the credit card, but you can contact the retailer if you don't really know much about it. Uh, but anyways, just, just hunt that thing down. Don't just let it sit there for too long. Uh, and the second more important monitor those credit reports to see if people are opening new credit cards under your account, new, new bank accounts, um, new loans that are showing up. Um, it's, it's becoming easier as, as, Credit card companies, banks, and, and all these other private companies are offering this as an added service. It's a little easier to monitor that, but uh, you'll be looking for different lines of credit that are getting opened in your name. Um, you'll you'll see some 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 uh, address changes, stuff like that. Make sure that that's not uh, you know nothing out of the ordinary is showing up on that credit report. So. Go to annualcreditreport.com uh, to view your major three credit reports. You can review each one once every 12 months uh, and look for things that are not normal. Uh, but like I said, a lot of a lot of banks, uh, credit card companies and other private companies are starting to add this as a, as a service on the account. So if you own if you look if you have a credit card or you have, you know, your bank, check those out first as, as more of like a, an, a, a live tracking but still go to annualcreditreport.com um and you can track track it through there the, the the old school way right so number four uh and this is a big one be I'm, I'm i'm gonna say this cautiously but be a little weary of free wi-fi free public wi-fi be a little weary of that uh just i'm not saying not to use it <laughs> so Using free Wi-Fi is is not, you know, this terrible thing. Uh, just be conscious of what activities you're doing when you're on those networks. So free Wi-Fi is public, meaning anyone can connect to it, right? So it's only as secure as the people that manage it. And when we're being honest with ourselves, we can most likely, you know, make that assumption that they're, they do not manage that free public Wi-Fi uh, network like they do their company network, right? So it's not treated the same, same security practices are not applied to it. Uh, anybody can join it. Um, and it's, it's, it's something that, that you should be aware of. And so that's why I say, I'm not saying don't use them, but you should most definitely be aware of what it is that you're doing on it. Uh, cause there's a lot of, uh, vulnerabilities that are out there that could leave you vulnerable if you're, you know, when you're using those and, and depending on what you're accessing. So watch that, be weary of it. Like I said, don't not, not, you know, disadvising you from using it, but just be aware of it. Uh, and then finally, keep all of your, this is number five, keep everything up to date. So I know updates can be new. They can be buggy. Uh, sometimes they're not very well accepted by, by you as the user or by the, the device that you're using it on, but it's necessary. Updates are necessary. You have to 
you have to think about those vulnerabilities as being that if they're not patched, that leaves an open door for someone to walk through. Um, because when vulnerabilities make it to a device, it's it's up to the 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 manufacturer to fix it, uh, but it's up to the user to to apply that patch. Once the once the the manufacturer acknowledges that there's a vulnerability that they are patching, well, guess what? As an attacker or as a hacker or whatever you want to call this 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 adversary, they want to come into your system or they want to come into your device. So they know the vulnerability exists because the manufacturer just stated it exists. That's why they patched it. So for all the people out there that decide not to patch their device, not to update their device, not to update the application, not to update whatever, uh, you leave that door open for someone to walk through and take whatever they want inside of that device. So it uh, I strongly suggest that you maintain and control and update all of your devices, all of your applications as those become available. Because um, keeping those up to date is a true, 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 surefire way to uh, maintain some uh, awareness of your of your devices and in, in the in the realm of the internet. Uh, but more importantly, your information as it as it is on a majority of those devices. So. Tying this all together. So as I started and I stated at the very beginning, you do not have the ability to become 100% guaranteed against this happening to you. However, if identity theft does happen to you, what is it that you should do? Well, technically there's two things that if you become a uh, victim to identity theft that, that you should do. Well, the first thing you should do is if you see a... Uh, fraudulent charge on an account such as a credit card or bank statement or something like that you should first dispute the charge uh, a little harder on uh, bank accounts such as uh, like checking accounts because that those funds are normally tied up until uh, the the investigations over and then those those funds will be released back to you so debit debit accounts are a little different than credit card accounts because obviously on the credit card account uh, they can sort of waive the purchase kind of and you haven't physically uh, issued out any of your your hard-earned cash to pay for that um, however in both situations an investigation will happen for all disputed charges so the bank or the credit card company will reach out to the um, uh, to the company that the charge happened whether it be a retail service provider or an online um service provider or whomever they'll reach out to that uh that manufacturer and say hey or that or that you know company and say hey can you give us some information and they'll do some digging and then all of a sudden they'll come to a conclusion and say okay yep that wasn't you and boom they'll give you your money back okay pretty easy uh, normally they'll change your credit card uh, number they'll send you a new card all that kind of good jazz uh, ultimately just trying to keep you protected with debit card, uh, credit, credit cards, stuff like that, it, it's a little easier to fix uh, if that's if that's all they got, right? If that's all the damage they did was just make a charge, you know, fraudulent charge, it's a little easier to fix. Now, let's say that you have a new account that shows up on that credit report when you go and look at it. Those are a little little bit uh, different to to assess and fix. Uh, but the first thing that you need to do is you need to report it. So you can go to identity theft dot gov to get more information on how to get started and build out this recovery plan 
and that's identitytheft.gov. Um, so if you do have this happen to you, uh, it's very important that you start that recovery and, and get that, that piece going. And there, once you dispute those accounts, uh, those can take time to, to work themselves out. Uh, but, it, but it, it can be fixed. You just have to work through the steps and, and it and it's time consuming. It's very time consuming to go through. So, uh, start early. So you can take care of those. Lastly, there's a um, there's a website reportfraud.ftc.gov. Reportfraud.ftc.gov. Uh, if you see or you know a fraud, that's a website that they it can you can report you know fraud obviously, but it's to a community right, and so they can start to look into these these issues of fraud. Um, and there's, you know, wherever there's open investigations and you can give them more insight into that so that they can get a better handle um, on some of these these issues that are out there. So that's one way. That's one way to go about it. And that's sort of you being in control of your own destiny. Now, the other thing you can do is invest into some kind of identity protection insurance or identity protection uh, service. Um, LifeLock, Identity Guard, Xander, anything of those natures. There's tons out there. But here's some of the things like if you're going to go that route, uh, that's, that's the route that I take. Um, and it's, it's more from a time time perspective is the reason that I do it. I, I don't want to spend, you know, spend my wheels trying to go through and try to fix all these problems that, that it's not a matter of if it's going to ever happen to me, but when it's going to happen to me. So I, I prefer, uh, to, to pay for the service. Uh, it's not a very expensive service. Um, but it, it sort of takes the legwork out of all that. So some of the things that you want to look for when you're looking at these identity protection services, um, is for, a service or an insurance that is going to cover the cost of identity theft. And that can be the legal requirements that come with identity theft. That can be the cost of the debt if, if required to pay uh, that comes with identity theft. You also want a company that's going to go through and do all the legwork for you that you're not going to have to, you're not going to pay them a monthly uh, premium. And then identity theft happened and they're like, they send you a bunch of documents to, to fill out and file and do all this on your own. Right? So you want someone that's going to do that legwork for you. Um, and then you also want to look for one that's going to provide some kind of real life monitoring, uh, throughout your everyday life. Uh, some people, some of the identity services are now allowing you to add emails so they can scan the dark web for these emails so they can see if you're, if you've been compromised, those are other good services to have. Uh, but normally a lot of these services are very low cost, roughly, you know, $10 a month. Um, but they can give you total at ease with, with everything that's going on. And as this is becoming more and more prominent in everyone's life, they can give you a clear mind on the issue of identity theft. So $10 a month, roughly, you know, some, some less, some more, um, some of the plans are, are more like a family plan. So maybe you and a spouse and, and the kids or whoever, you know, I've just, I don't know what all the plans are entailed. So go and look these up. Uh, but you know, there's family plans, individual plans. Uh, but ultimately the thing is, is to, if this is a, if this is the route you want to take, uh, to where there's a company that's going to sort of go to battle for you on any of these issues, uh, issues or situations as they arise, um, 
it's worth looking into. It's definitely worth looking into. So to wrap all this up, you can see that this is a very important issue. Um, it's only going to continue to get worse as, as attackers, as, um, adversaries are becoming more sophisticated with how they go about this. Um, people are continuing to fall victim of this terrible occurrence, but ultimately it's, it's really up to us as consumers to ensure that we're putting ourselves at the best odds of not falling victim to this. No, I mean, when, you know, credit card online purchases, uh, you're at risk, you know, even in-store purchases, you can be at risk. Um, but ultimately it's, it's, it's taking that risk and making it smaller with, with very conscious, conscious, uh, decisions when you're, when you're purchasing decisions, uh, how you handle your, your mail or you, do you shred your mail? Do you just throw your mail away unopened? Like, I mean, like all of these things, like how you carry yourself through life is, is an important, um, are important things that they can, they can help you from becoming a victim of identity theft. But the main thing I want you to know is that everything I went over are things that you can do pre uh, to prevent or, or to lower your chances of identity theft happening to you. And every single one of those ways are free. All five steps that I went over are totally free. They don't take you, they don't take any money out of your pocket. Uh, you just have to do them. They're just simple tips that can help you put yourself in the best, uh, best situation to, to limit the chances of identity theft happening. But don't let someone else, meaning an adversary or, or attacker, uh, take away your happiness and your wealth building by stealing your, by, by putting yourself at risk for, for having your identity stolen by not, you know, not following those tips. Uh, this is all very important and it's relevant. You, you can see by some of the, uh, companies that have been, that have been attacked here just in 2021. Um, and it's becoming more and more relevant. Uh, so, so make sure that you're giving this conscious thought that it's just not something that you're, you're throwing to the wayside because it, it is relevant and it is becoming more uh, predominant in everyone's life. So with that, ensure that this information is, is shared with everyone in your family. Um, it, it is something that everyone plays a part in. We all play a part in, and, and making sure that, that, you know, cause think about the whole mail thing, right? Like everyone who's, who's picking up your mail from, you know, at your home, uh, how's that getting disposed of? Like, those are things that, that have to be thought of. Um, but it, it, this is all only going to get more sophisticated. I'm sure next year I'll probably do another episode and it'll be a whole new pattern of, 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 of how people are going about doing identity theft. Uh, and, and we'll have to do a whole new episode on it because this is a constantly changing um, battlefield of identity theft. So with that, do me a favor today. Share this with two people today today, not tomorrow, today, share it with two. Okay. You can do it tomorrow too. But, uh, if you're loving the stream, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, so you always will have the latest content as soon as it becomes available. Uh, more importantly, uh, this always goes out as a podcast on Tuesday. So if you, if you ever miss an episode that's live streamed, or uh, if you just can't sit down and get to YouTube or Facebook to watch the actual live episode comes out as a podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast every Tuesday morning. So with that, thanks for watching, and I hope you got some great info from today's stream. And until next week, peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, 
and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.